With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll get your Bible and study along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're looking in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 16, at scriptural giving concerning missions. You remember in our previous studies, we studied about tithing, and we found, first of all, that the tithe is the first 10% of our income. We learned that it does not belong to us. It belongs to the Lord. Our responsibility is to separate his portion from our portions and then bring his portion to the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. And the only place on planet earth today that the Lord has chosen to put his name is the local church. And so he said, separate his portion and bring it to church. Then we dedicate that tithe to the Lord and it loses our identity. It becomes the church's money. It's the Lord's tithe and it's God's method of announcing the normal operation of that local church. And that's laid out very plainly in the Word of God. And I know I'm being repetitious, but let me say it again. There is not one single verse in this Bible that gives you or me any license to do anything else with the Lord's tithe except bring it to church and do as God instructed us to in the Word of God. Then we looked at the second type of giving that is taught in the Word of God, and that is a free will or voluntary offering. We usually use the expression, a love offering, or a special offering. And those are the two purposes that basically the free will offering was given. One, it was given as just a gift of love. Then second, it was given when there was a special need presented, like when the tabernacle was to be built. All of the material that went into the tabernacle was given as a special offering for that particular purpose. And so God lays out those two separate monies in our giving, the tithe, the first 10% being to finance the normal operation of the local church, and then the voluntary offering for special needs that arises in the work of the Lord. And then the third type of giving that we're studying now in the Word of God is a missions offering. And I said to you that a mission offering is money that is collected by the church, but not for the church. It's money collected by the church to be sent out from the church to those serving the Lord in other places. Or you might wish to say it is money that is collected by the church and sent out from the church for the purpose of world evangelization. But literally, the mission money, in simple terms, it's not for us. We collect it at the church and then give it away. We send it out so that others around the world might have the funds that they need to carry out the Great Commission 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I learned that definition, then I came to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and as I said on yesterday, in my early days, I was taught this was New Testament tithing because it simply said we're to give according as God's prospered us. But when you study the Scripture, you find that here is money that is collected by the church at Corinth, but it's not for them. It's going to be sent to the saints of God, serving God over in Jerusalem and to the saints that are needy there in Jerusalem. You see, Protestantism and a lot of religions teach the mother church philosophy where that a church goes out and it collects the tithe and the offerings and sends them to a mother church or to denominational headquarters. But this Bible knows nothing of any such operation. You study the life of Paul. Paul was the greatest missionary and the greatest church planter that there is in the Word of God. When Paul went to Philippi, in chapter number 16, when he left Philippi, he left a church. When he went to Thessalonica, in chapter 17, the book of Acts, he left a church when he left there. The same is true at Berea. He went down to Berea, and he left a church. He went then to Corinth, and when he left Corinth, he left a church. And then he went to Ephesus, and when he left Ephesus, he left the church. And others are mentioned throughout the Word of God. But Paul never formed a Pauline association, a Pauline convention, or a Pauline denomination. This Bible knows nothing about any religious hierarchy or any religious framework that exercises any kind of oversight over the local church. This Bible knows nothing about anything above churches. That's why I'm an independent Baptist. I could not be anything else and know what I know about the teaching of the Word of God. You see, man has added their structure to the scriptural principles laid out in the Word of God, and they're doing their thing and ignoring God's thing. Denominational missions have done two great hindrances to the cause of missions. You said, oh, wait a minute, preacher. What could that be? Number one, denominational missions programs have removed the burden of missions from the heart of the church to the headquarters of the convention. The general philosophy of denominational missions is this. You're too small to worry about it. You don't have enough money to worry about missions. You just simply send us an offering and we will handle it for you. We'll take care of the missionaries. We'll select who gets it. And we'll decide where they're going. And we'll run it our way from the denominational headquarters. Friend, I want to say to you, that is not scriptural. The Word of God wants the responsibility and the burden of missions laying on the heart of the people in that local church. And how do you have a burden for missionaries that you've never met? How do you have a burden for missionaries you've never corresponded with? I'm simply saying that denominational missions have removed the burden of missions from the heart of the church to the headquarters of the convention, and that has been a great hindrance to the cause of missions. I grew up in a denominational church. I was a grown man. 
before I ever met one missionary. I heard about them. We sent them offerings regularly from our church. We supported the association and the convention with a percentage of our income. But I had no burden for missions because I knew no missionary and I had no contact with any missionary as far as the work of God he was doing there on that field. We're instructed in the Word of God to know them that labor among you. And so, I like the mission program, and I believe it's biblical. Where the church meets the missionary, we choose exactly whom we're going to support. We decide how much we're going to support them, and we carry a burden. We correspond with them. They correspond personally with members of our church who desire to do so. And with our church, they send us correspondence regularly. We hear from them. We know their needs. We can pray with them and pray for them in every situation that they share with us. But denominational mission programs have removed the burden of missions from the heart of the church to the headquarters of the convention. Now, I want to just deal with the second one briefly. What's the second thing, preacher, that denominational mission programs do that hurts or cause missions? Hear me carefully. Denominational mission programs makes giving to missions a choice, but the Bible makes it a commandment. I want to say without an apology, God did not leave the giving the missions up to our choosing, whether we want to or whether we not. God commands us that all of us be involved in giving to missions. I remember when I was 12 years old, we constituted a church there in the convention. And I remember the denominational leaders were there with us at that constitution. And they said to us, would you consider giving a portion of your income to missions? And they were wise to say that. If they had told us we had to, we would rebel against it. But I want to tell you, God does not put missions on a would you consider giving basis. God lays down a definite, direct command for our involvement in the work of missions. Now, on yesterday, we were looking at the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 16, and we looked at verse number 1, where the Bible said, now concerning the collection for the saints. And we determined this could not be tithes, because tithes are not collected for saints. Tithes are brought in by the members and are given to the church for the cause of Christ, to pay the bills, to finance the normal operation of that local church. But this is money that is given to the church, but it's not going to be used there. It is for saints of God, serving God in other places. We learned that Paul said to the church at Corinth, and the Holy Ghost says to churches today, as I've given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Now, God said, here's my program. Here's my plan of giving the missions. And I want you to initiate that and to keep it active in every one of my churches. If your church belongs to the Lord, then right here in these verses of Scripture is God's order of you giving the missions. If you want to have a scriptural missions program. Let's read verse number 2. The Bible said in verse number 2 of 1 Corinthians 16, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Now, I'll have to deal with this in detail 
on the next broadcast. But let me share with you four truths from the Word of God about God's order of giving to missions. First of all, he uses expression upon the first day of the week. We learn from that that God teaches us systematic giving. We're to give to missions on a systematic basis, not a when I feel like it. So much of a preacher, why can I not give to missions when I feel like it? Well, the honest truth is you don't feel like it often enough. If you're so hung up on doing things and people doing things when they feel like it, why don't you go to your boss man and say to him, pay me when you feel like it. No, that wouldn't work over there, would it? But it's systematic giving. Number two, we're going to study that God said, let every one of you, it's not only systematic giving, but it's total involvement. God excuses no member of the church from his giving program to missions. So it's systematic giving. It is total involvement. Then you say, well, preacher, how much do I give? The Bible lays it out in verse number two again. He said, let everyone lay by him in store according as God has prospered him. We'll discover as we study the word of God that we're to give according as God's prospered us. How good's God been to you? Then you turn around and be that good to God's servants, the missionary. And then in verse number three and verse number four, we're going to learn that that missions giving, scriptural missions giving, is given to the local church and distributed by the authority of that local church. We'll pick up on Monday, the Lord willing, and continue this study. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you, it's time once again for Old Fashioned Count Meeting here at Faith Baptist Camp in Resaca, Georgia. Brother Sammy Allen and the folk of Concord Baptist Church give you an invitation to join us Thanksgiving week. We begin on Sunday, November the 21st, and go through Friday night with services in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. Many people will be driving in from many different states, and I hope you will join with us. We're located just off of Interstate 75, about 70 miles north of Atlanta, at about 45 miles south of Chattanooga. Make your plans to come and be with us. Pray for the broadcast. Take a moment, write to us, and share with us in the financial burden. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Are you not-